Fox and Life podcast, where we will discuss everything from boxing-related info to living life outside the ring, hosted by 2008 Olympic medalist, former undefeated professional boxer, and owner of Box and Burn Gyms, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, Tony Jeffries. All right, well, welcome back to episode four of the Box and Life podcast. Today's episode, I've got a great guest with us, a good friend of mine, uh, Olympic silver medalist, WBC champion, let's get that right. (laughs) And I mean, a a list of achievements, Commonwealth Games, goes on and on, and uh, it's Wayne McCulloch. Wayne, how are you doing, mate? Good to be here, Tony. It's good, so well, we're here every day, so where we are, we're sitting in the the back room of the inbox and burn Brentwood, uh, downstairs, it's Friday night, it's late, and uh, luckily Wayne, I've... Uh, I've pulled Wayne away from whatever he was going to do at home and he's come to sit here and do this with me. Uh, so what were you planning on doing tonight, Wayne? No, we're just going to dinner after this and then tomorrow we're going to Carlsbad. Oh, you are? After the gym, yeah. So, Wayne, I've just uh, given a little description of what you've done and some of your achievements, but for people who don't know boxing, they don't know who you are, can you give us a little uh, explanation? My name is Wayne McCulloch. I'm originally from Belfast, Northern Ireland, far Las Vegas, Nevada. I came to America for my pro career at the Olympics, and that's where I started my pro career. I started first fight in Reseda Country Club in California, and that's all about me. I mean, come on, that's very, very modest. I'm, I'm very, that's in a tiny nutshell. Shy. You know, I, I came to America, trained by Eddie Fudge. Eddie Fudge was a legendary coach, trained 20 world champions. Got trained back to Joe Frazier, right up to Riddick Bowe, and I was his last world champion in the ring. How many fights did you have with professional amateur altogether? Amateur, I had 319 amateur fights. I lost 11. I had over 100 knockouts. And then as a, as a, Shit. As a pro, I had 34 f- pro fights, 7 losses with um, 18 knockouts. Knocked out 18 guys. I fought 11 world champions. Wow. Wow. And Wayne, uh, can you tell me one thing about you that no one else really knows? Or, or, or something that's... I mean, I find things... Like, like, like I, I, I want to say it. I find things out about you all the time. Little things I'm going to talk about later on. But can you tell me so one like thing? What? Like, what? like, like anything. Funny, weird. Weird? I'm anything. I'm addicted to training. You're addicted to training. If I didn't train every day, I would think there was something wrong with me. Every day I have to get working in. Always. Where I come here, I work out for an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Do you know any other former professional boxers who do that? A few guys, you know, I think, like I just I read, read by Bimba Mancini, and he looked like he was in pretty good shape. You know? Yeah. You know when you look at the guy, if, if they if they let themselves go, if they work out, like me. do a little bit of working out. <laughs> you don't like to run. I don't like I mean? to run. There's some guys. Most, most, ninety percent of fighters when they retire don't don't do anything. Yeah. They think they're paid their dues and they're finished. Like me. They did the real work. They did <laughs> their gym work. They did their sparring. They cut the weight. They're finished. That's the thing. Like with with me, uh, I've and when people ask, I say no. I don't work out because I've got no motivation. You know. When I was training for fights, you know, this yeah. you're waking up every day, you're thinking of your opponent, you're thinking, I need to work harder than him, you're stubborn about it. And that's that's what I was like. But now... You live like a monk. You live like a monk. And, and you diet and you're eating good all the time. Like, I know you still do. But making weight all the time. Making weight. It gets... Uh, for, for me, personally, uh, I struggled. I struggled with it, with, with it all. And so, so now, when I've got a diet, I know I'm, I've put 40 pounds since my last fight. Yeah. <laughs> so I know... That I'm overweight and I'm not don't look in good yeah, shape. Yeah, you're still, you're still, you're not overweight. The I, fighter, I the carry it well. Overweight. You know what I mean? Most fighters can put on ten pounds still look yeah. in good shape, but 
Let them let themselves go where their their belly's hanging over the yeah. short thing. Yeah. If your belly starts hanging over your short, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it around with me. I don't think it'll be long. <laughs> but uh, so so what what's your motivation to keep in shape now, isn't it? It, it's with me it's like because I never officially retired you know what I mean I didn't yeah. retire so maybe that's in my head maybe I will fight again maybe I won't fight again but I can't get the fight can't go fighting that's the problem but <laughs> you know I think I'll always be a, a type of guy who'll go running in the mornings and even when I'm 60, 70 years old I think I'll still do it yeah. maybe I'll believe that yeah Eddie, Eddie Fudge as I said he, he lived through his 90 and he, he worked out every day oh he did he Jesus worked out he, yeah. he got the ability he, he was, wasn't flexible as he was but he still worked out like more than a treadmill or doing elliptical yeah. things so I'll, I'll do that so, so w- w- one thing in my, in my personal experience like when I was boxing I was on the highest of heights I was especially when I come back from the Olympics I turned pro yeah. I fought in Sunderland I was very well known and getting stuff for free getting gifts like like get gifts for free get, yeah get you getting I know where the more money you make the more popular you get you get stuff for free it's, it's weird but that's the way it happens and it's great and like people asking for pictures, autographs, blah blah blah, all that, all that stuff, and it was great uh, until I retired. I know my retirement, I had hand injuries yeah. and all that. So the lows, the lows, when boxing was out of my brain, uh, I got depressed. I really did, and I put weight on. But how have you? I know you're seeing that you're, you're still not officially retired. But yeah, how, how, how 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 have you dealt with it? I mean, I understand what you're talking about. You fight when you're a fighter your whole life, and you've made the sacrifices, and you know it's it's like when you walk away from it, it's like yeah you know it's like i did it my whole life so what what will i do i'm still young what's what's the life ahead of me and some people can fall into some schools and some people work hard to get something you get with this gym yeah and some people just expect someone to fall in their lap as well and with me i've been trying to you know train fighters from 2006 onwards and off and on and, and get the loyalty on that loyal yeah you feel that you get that sense of boxing too when you're training fight, fighters is as you said you'd rather train people here yeah, I remember when you first came here and you were, because I know you, you're passionate and I know you want to train fighters, you're saying train fighters and I was, I was thinking, I don't know if I said to you or I was just thinking in my mind, like nah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not the way to go. Like, like these people here, I mean, not unless you're fucking Manny Pacquiao or one of these top, top fighters, yeah, you to you're going to get more that. money off, off working with these yeah. guys here uh, who want to keep fit yeah. and training these than you are with actual fighters and but you said my before. My goal, I just... You know, I've worked with people that say I work with Ali Clark, who, who became world champion in Scotland, but I'd like to get somebody from scratch. Yeah, yeah. Goals. Like Eddie got me from the first fight, like yeah. a world championship, and I'd love to just get a pro fighter. That's just my, my passion to be a, a professional trainer. Yeah. Amateur trainer, I don't really like it. I, I love pro training. You love, you love the pro. Well, that, I mean, that, that's really your style. You're, te- you're yeah. teaching these guys here to, to fight like, like pros, and it's, uh, it's great. They all, they all love it. When, uh, so I know we've got a, a, f- a few boxers listening to this, up-and-coming boxers. If there's, if there's boys out there, even top professional fighters, some of them listen to this, uh, like David Price, who I had on yeah. last. Uh, if there's any advice you could give to any of these younger up-and-coming fighters uh, and also the, the pro fighters currently, with your experience, what would your I- advice be? Well, the advice is that when you box, boxing, you don't play boxing to do it. I mean, it's yeah. the type of sport that you're on your own more or less. You're, you know, you get the team around you. You're on your own in the ring. You know, you get up in the morning going running. You don't want to do it sometimes, but you do it because you want to be a world champion. You know, the sacrifice you make in boxing is, is not like any other sport. Yeah. You know, as you say, you live like a monk. You're, you're in, there's no drinking, there's no smoking, there's no partying, there's no nothing. Yeah. Before a fight, you're just free and easy sleep. 
There was one question that I've, I've been asked a million times. I'm sure you have as well. It's like, what? Who's your? Who's who's your hero? Like who who's who motivates you to train? And I'll tell you my answer before I tell yours. Mine was like, no one. I motivate myself. I get up for myself. I, I do motivate myself. I looked up my hero. It was like Brian McGuigan. Right. Yeah. My favorite fighter of all time is Henry Armstrong. Yeah. In the thirties, he held he held three belts out of the eight world championships. So you want to? I think it's you're right. No, you're right. I think it's yourself. Yeah. You know, you can look at it, watch a Rocky movie or something, and be oh, I'm pumped up. Yeah. But it's you gets out of bed in the morning. That's it. And yeah. you know what? In the cold mornings back home, you get out of bed and you think, I'm gonna get out of bed. <laughs> you, you do it. Yeah. It's something says do it. Yeah, you've got to and do it. And that's a drive that makes the difference between a, an amateur fighter and an Olympian fighter. For me, that's a big thing. Yeah. When, when I first met you, uh, I remember we, we started speaking on Twitter somehow, I don't know, and I was like, shit, I'm, it's Wayne McQuirk's tweeting us back, and I was, I was like, wow, I, I think I, I've been uh, back from the Olympics for a year, and I was like, wow, he's tweeting us back, and then I, I was coming to LA for a holiday, and uh, I met up with you, your wife, and we and her. And uh, we, we sat down for coffee in Starbucks. I even remember where it was. Oh, it was yeah. Highland, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Aye. And, uh, and, and, and back then, I, I remember I asked you, I went, uh, so this was like four years ago, I think. I said, uh, the first, like one of the things I asked you, I went, so when, why did you retire? And I think it was either you or Cheryl, do you remember? Who said he's retired? Well, I'm never really officially retired, <laughs> but it sort of dwindled away. You know what I mean? I couldn't get the fights I wanted, and then my last fight, I was disappointed too, so. Yeah. I shouldn't have took my last fight, but I did, and stupidly, I believe somebody said it was my last chance. I took it, and shouldn't. That was with Juan Ruiz. Yeah. No, I should. I was that fight. I was injured like two weeks before. I couldn't spar for like three weeks, and I was strapped up. My back was strapped up before I get into the ring. I was on pain medication. Right. Take the pain away, and I was winning the fight, but I couldn't move. It was like Klitschko when he fought Chris Bird. You know, we couldn't continue, and then people said he stopped. But sometimes you have to stop for a reason. And the reason was I shouldn't have been I shouldn't even had the fight shouldn't have been there, but stupidly I didn't want to let somebody down. Took the fight and then I paid the consequences. Well, actually, you've just answered one of the questions that someone tweeted. Oh. So now you're seeing the tweets. And I was just, it just what happened on the that show? That pissed there. me off so much because I I it's not me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, oh yeah. But I should have said no. Yeah. I'm like I should have just said no. I'm like going to the fight. I'm sort of put to me like it's your last chance. So you think oh it's your last chance. And I should have just said, well, that's all right, I'll get it. And that was your last fight, right? Well, I was supposed to fight in the prize fighter in 2010. Yeah. After that, and I busted my hand up, injury. So, so would you see now, I mean, you, <laughs> I mean, I, I know so many boxers, I mean, like, like yourself, so many boxers, but I don't know anyone who's ever retired from boxing who's in as good a shape as you're in. So well, that's what I mean. I, I never, because I never really retired. I just sort of, I never took a day off. I really haven't. I think the last day I took off. I run every day, I train every day, I mess around sparring. Yeah. But, you know, I, I always leave the door open. But the young guys don't want to fight me anymore. That's the problem. They don't want to fight me. I've never well, done the canvas, so they don't want to fight me. I know, like, which is, I'm not going to say it's weird, but like, uh, like a, lot, a lot of fighters, because you've got a massive name in boxing, you would think that fighters would want to fight you to get your name on their record. But at the same time, I don't think they want to because it's yeah, like right. look you, who, you just answered your own question. <laughs> exactly, look who they're going to fight. Been, and it's if like, I'd have on a canvas a few times, I've been knocked out a few times by the by the fighter. Yeah. then they would have said, "Oh, he's ready, he's done." Yeah, but I've never, even that last fight, I've never shown signs of being done because obviously I was winning the fight, but I've never showed signs. And if I'd shown signs at all, I've been getting called idiot, 
Yeah, and, and yeah. That, that makes sense. That's that's the way boxing goes. People want to, people want to fight the, the, yeah. old, the old way. And I, I wouldn't want to be used that way. You know what I mean? If I was if I was done, I would know I was done. Yeah. My wife would know I was done, but my wife keeps saying I don't need to prove anything. But I just I just think I can do it. I really do. <laughs> and I, I believe that you could, but I think you you don't uh, need to prove anything. Uh, like like now you've got your you've got your health, which you we both know boxes. You've got most of your marbles. We've got Scott Quigg out there. He's, I could do bantamweight too. I can still actually do bantamweight. Right. I, I can still. I gave my belt up years ago, and then I, I can still do it. You got Scott Quigg. You got Carl Frampton out there now, who are both yeah. champions, and they might fight each other. And you know, I I know um, Carl Frampton really well. I'm, I'm his hero. You know, he'll be having a Larry shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just saying that, you know what I mean? But yeah. it, that's never going to happen. I know it's never going to happen. Yeah. Because they didn't, nobody wants it. No, nobody wants they it. They've got to have a, have a wheelchair or a walking stick or something. And that, <laughs> and that would be a huge fight in Ireland. That would be really massive. Would. But yeah. See, I can do two weights. I can do bantamweight, super featherweight, or super bantamweight or featherweight. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'll tell everyone about you about Wayne is, which is, which I mean, his achievements, his list goes on and on, and we've got them down on our website. And, uh, uh, about them but like there's little things that when uh, you think you've been here a year now working alongside us yeah it's last January. yeah it's, so you've been here a long time now and we've got close together our friendships built but like I, I keep finding stuff out about you little things like <laughs> like i can't i, I, I can't, can't do olympics I, that. I like that that's what i was about to say so i'm a olympics was was my yeah like the, the pinnacle of my career it was the just best, to be best there thing ever. just to be there is the best thing ever and I worked for eight years to get the one Olympics in, and and, and I come over with a medal and, and and all that. You get a medal. You get a medal at the Olympics gives you a better contract. You know that. You get a professional contract. It'll be a lot better. If you don't get no medal, then you're gonna get a yeah. Contract. Well, well, that that's a that's a life change getting the medal or not. But but what I was going to say is like, and then it was like about two months ago we were talking and I would spoke about what I said. Which Olympics were you at? And you're like, what the first time or the second time? I was like, <laughs> well, you've been at two Olympics. I was seventeen the first time. I did the Olympics. I. I I actually had, I knocked out the Irish champion. I was 17. I knocked him out and they put me back in with him. I knocked him out. Wow. I fought international, knocked a Cuban out in two rounds. I fought a Tour Getty, I knocked him out in one round. <laughs> no, and that was the next thing I was going to see. And, and I had I had 12, I actually had 12 knockouts in a row international level at 17 years old. And they still wow. weren't going to send me, then they, they sent me. And I, I didn't get a medal that year. I got, I got the third round, but it was open competition. There was like 67 fighters in my weight class. But I got the third round and experience yeah and like you've just said there which is massive you knocked out a got you know in Freestand, one round freestanding counter and they threw in the towel i mean does, does people know that is that no, I, I remember you know getty actually two days after he fought me he, he knocked out an irish kid knocked him clean out really yep and then i seen getty like in 2001 i think it was in new york and he walked up to me and he says do you remember me i'm like yeah it was about this size then <laughs> i remember he's a good guy he could punch but i, I was I was punching pretty well then. The light flyweight, 105 pounds. Wow. Seven and a half stone. 105 pounds. <laughs> we fought it. Uh, I so when you've you've been here about a year now, and I, and I remember, I don't think it was. I think you've been here a month or so. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember a funny a funny story. Uh, when 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 you were in the ring, you had someone on the mitts, and and they didn't they didn't know like who you were or your pedigree. You know what I'm gonna say, didn't you? So this guy, he's here and he's. I mean, pe people who be trained for fitness, not training fighters, we're, we're training people who want to get fit and get in shape. And there was this one guy, and Wayne said, I, I can't remember what that advice was you give us, like, you, you stop bringing your left hand to your chest, bring it back to your face. And he turned around, and Wayne looked him up and down, and he said, uh, no, 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 that's wrong, that's the wrong story. You said to him, 
mate, do you, do you know what you're doing? And he went, that's right. And he said, he no, no, he said, he turned to me. I said, we're doing the, the, the warm-up at the start where you're teaching the shuttle boxes. Yeah. And I said, do you know what you're doing? He says, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> so, this, like this guy, nice guy and all, but you know what? He might be the last five seconds. The, the way he was punching. But I was just, I just. I haven't seen him back in it. I haven't seen him back. I just yeah. thought it was, it was, it was funny. Like, I mean, but we I'm, were there to instruct him. That's the, the whole. The yeah, we were instructing him. I thought it was great. I was like, he, I if he realised what you've done and and all that, like, and he asked you. No, and he actually one time I was doing a mid flipping too. He actually stopped and burped right in front of me, <laughs> like really burped like loud, right and stand in front of me. <laughs> it was like one of the roof. And I mean, he's a nice guy, but he's just uh, weird. I've never experienced that before. It's great, and, and being being in, I mean, we've been in boxing gyms all our lives, and and when you're in this sort of environment in in high end neighbourhoods, tre- teaching people, wealthy people mostly, uh, boxing who want to get fit, but they are, like you'll you'll agree, these people are super fit. Well, who, super who, fit, who, and they love it. Don't they love it? They love it. You know, ninety nine percent of them really, really love it, and they really want to learn. The fight game and get better. Yeah. They really do. They just love it. They, they say they've never had a worker like it. There's no worker like it. Like, like all, of, all, of, all of your clients, like, well, 99, 99% of your, your private one on ones, they're all, they're, they're not fighters, but they want to be fighters. They want to come in. They want to fight, yeah. They, they, they want to fight. And, and the, the good thing about having your way compared to me other, no, and all the other trainers, even though I'm Olympian as well, uh, but but you, your passion for, for training is like, a lot, lot more than my passion. I'm running businesses and stuff. I know but, what you mean. But, but your, your passion and anyone comes with me and says, I, I don't, I don't want to just get fit. I want to learn real boxing. Yeah. I say, well, the person to work with is Wayne, and uh, and the working with you. So I, th- I don't know. I think that's just. No, I, I just, I, you know, you know, the in boxing, you're 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 let down in boxing sometimes with the politics of boxing, the business yeah. side of boxing. But I love it. I just, I, I love it. You know, that's that part of it's put me off a lot of times. That's I've. I've like I was going, I was going to walk away a few times. Yeah. But my wife said, "You, you love this. You love it. You, you, know, you want to teach somebody, and that's what keeps me going. You know, mm-hmm. I've trained fighters before, but five seen get screwed over and stuff like that. But that doesn't put me off. It, it sort of does for a second, and you're like, that's not going to ruin everything for everybody else. And I, people want to learn. I really think these these boys who are training as well that your passion in in fighting and in teaching them, that's what makes them want to fight because they can see the passion in you. Yeah. There was this, this one guy. Dan, who you train, great guy. Well, Dan, he's, 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 what, he's 50 or something? I think, I think he's 60. I think he's 60. It's Freddy's 60. He, he's, hits, he hits hard. He's 60. And even once he started turning the punches over, he was hitting even harder. Yeah, and I, and I, remember, I remember one time, because uh, William puts the, the mitts on, if you've seen them, with the, with the like the, like a boxing glove, put the mitts what you hit. Yeah. And uh, he was like, well, I, I want you to hit his back. I want to see what it's like. Freddy smack me. So, so the, the, <laughs> no, what I've seen... I looked over there the next thing I see him throw a jab and you come through over I think it was a right hand or yeah, it was a left hook I can't remember a left hook but you hit him I boom in the face but he, <laughs> he, he loves it so much he's going to come back he's going yeah, to come I mean and the next day he came back and he this is a 60 year old guy he came back and he had a, he had a little yeah, he had a little black, black eye. eye and he came <laughs> in I went, and I, I'm with me like being just like the businessman I'm trying to be responsible like oh, mate, how, how are you I'm saying no, no, how are you are you doing alright uh, I'm, I'm sorry about all that he went what do you mean? I, w- I went, oh, like, your eyes. He went, nah, that's the only way I learn. I love it. I, I love it. it. I want to do more and more. It's like when they get when they get that bruise on them or the cut or something, they think that's, that's like being like yeah. a stud. Yeah, it's and like, it's like, like a, it's like a medal for them. Because Rocky's been like, I've got Rocky up here and 
James has been cut and Scooby's been cut. And it, it makes them feel like real oh, fighters. Although they're not feel real because fighters. Because you know what, it, it gives them confidence. That yeah. they didn't have confidence before. You know, they can walk around like, you know, I'm okay, I can handle this. It, it, it does. And, and with, with Dan and with with all your boys, you, and I know you're not just helping them fitness-wise, but you're giving them confidence in life as well. And oh, yeah, I think it's all about. you're really, really changing their lives. That's what know? this whole gym's about. Everybody can... Some of the girls like you can learn self-defense for anything that happens in the streets and you can learn how to you know punch somebody correctly and then run <laughs> that's I mean? it that's all it's all about get get the get the first one on there the best when you say they're fit they're all they're all fit and then they they work hard and they they put through the put through everything yeah there's no time out everybody says that that's the what they love about it. there's no time out they can just work 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 yeah they want to stop but we push 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 and uh and it's it's been good, and I'll tell people on the podcast if anyone's listening from Ireland who's a fan of Wayne, Wayne, Wayne trains like like everyone really. So, and we've had people come from Ireland who's been on holiday. Yeah. They've come in to do a session with you, and then they've, they've loved it that much they get addicted, and then they, they end up coming in every they day. Come every day. Their, their holidays are spent no, on boxing. It's addictive. It's a good addiction. It is, and and I think I think I really think that's your passion rubbing off on them. It is. And uh. I, so so we and he sparred with one of our trainers, uh, Glenn, a, a while ago. Was it the first week I was in, was it? Was that one it was? I think it was the first week. It was a while ago. I think everybody thought I was getting older. <laughs> so Glenn's the manager of the Boxing Burn uh, Santa Monica gym, and Glenn absolutely loves boxing. He's, he's a good guy. Really, he's yeah. a great guy. He's had one amateur fight, and, uh, and and he just loves it, absolutely loves it. And then for a chance for, for, for Glenn to spar with you, I mean, he was over the moon, over the moon even though you were going light. I've I watched as it is now like you know when yeah. when you're not boxing I anymore. I worked the body a lot. Worked the body a lot. But, but when you I'm gonna see when you when you when you when you're not boxing anymore and you start teaching it, I feel like I, I'm more knowledgeable about the game. Yeah, yeah, you, you see know? more, you see more. So so when I'm watching you with Glenn, and the t- I know what your style's all about, come forward and all that. But I, ne- but I never realised how good your footwork was. Yeah, I remember you saying it to me. Your Close, footwork, like the distance, yeah. closing the distance. I've never seen anything like it, and I know. Like you've not been training for a fight or nothing like that. But when you were spawning with Glenn and I know it's Glenn who's a one fight a good mover. Glenn Glenn can move. And then you you just closed the distance down, moved your head, didn't get it and I just tried to do it against Nazim Mohammed. He was running <laughs> he was running sprinting around the rings about me. I bet he he, he had a, he had a, a, a great style as well. Uh, great great footwork as well. But your footwork is that something like you used to drill when you were training? Oh uh, yeah, Eddie, Eddie 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 Fudge. You know, he worked on different like the technical skill, small adjustments, you know, Get your balance right, get your chin down, moving around the ring, footwork, cutting the ring off. You know, when you're going backwards, cutting, like making the ring bigger. Yeah. He did all that, and, and I remember what he taught me, and just teaching yeah, it just you just drilled into me. Yeah, yeah and, and now you do without thinking. Uh, I, you, as you know, I was I was back at home in uh, in in Sunderland last week. Yeah. Uh, and I, and my last podcast, I talked. I don't know if you're listening. Or yeah. I talked about a lot about uh, people like recognizes when I went back home. Yeah. yeah. And. Yeah, people who people who come to this gym and, and they don't know boxing, they don't know you, and they don't know me. Yeah. I I'll always tell people like Wayne, if he went back home, everyone will recognise him. Uh, when was the last time you were back home? And Two years ago. Did you get recognised? Or you were there for the Olympics? Yeah, yeah, I told you I carried a torch. That's right. I. It was uh, my neighbourhood. There was thousands of people turned up. It was it was it was like being back at the Olympics. You know, it's like like twenty years after I won the medal, and it was like people turned up. It was like I was emotional. It really was. It was like. It was unbelievable. It really was. I bet you. I mean, you. Well, I just. I was in Vegas there two weeks ago. Remember, I was in Vegas. Yeah. I went to my house and I had an Irish kid found out I was there on Twitter, and he's only been in Vegas like six months and he's come up for a workout. Wow, that's awesome. And 
he came up just because I was there. He just came up to see me and couldn't believe he was working with me. I mean, that's great because you like like you you were. I mean, I went to the Olympics. I come back to the Olympics with a bronze medal, and my life changed drastically. Change, I mean, change, so so much. Change, it's changed that just for that minute. Changed forever. Yeah, it changes forever. It does. Everybody remembers the Olympics. Always remember. They always remember Olympics. And and then and then and then the opportunity that came with it and and this and that. But you you went to the Olympics. You never got a bronze medal. You got a silver medal. Then on your second Olympics, then you got a WBC. You were a world champion. So your life must have went from being a boy from Belfast to like a well, super superstar. And but it's funny. Everywhere you go, you remember the you know people just come up to you and pictures, autographs. And I've never I don't turn anybody down. I never do. I take my time. Take pictures, autographs. Everybody's got a camera now with their phone, so you, you know what I mean. Yeah. No matter where you go, it, it's it's great. Uh, so w- w- so that's that's what I was going to say anyway. So now you're in America, uh, and I, like I said, I, I touched on it quite a lot about getting recognised and all that. It's weird when you when you get recognised in America, it's weird. I mean, I've got I, I got recognised the other day, and I was like, and that's but, weird. But 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 with me, it's it's people who know Sunderland and from my area. Really? But with you, it's boxing well, fans I thought, in general. I thought, I thought, I thought all my fights were on American TV, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. Did you ever fight in a pay-per-view fight? I fought in pay-per-view fight, yeah. I fought. I used to fight. When I first came in, I had USA channel. Remember USA channel? Yeah. Tuesday night fights. I fought in there about 10 times. Fought on HBO, Showtime, like ESPN, Fox. So we're all, all my fights were televised. So people recognize you from that. And I remember I remember sexy standing on the ele- elevator in Vegas once. I was at the, actually at the UFC fights. And I had a credential on. And, and this guy's looking at me and says, Oh, you you with William McCulloch? My cousin just said William McCulloch. I just I just laughed and said, "Thought it was you, no, no, I never did some of your broadcast." <laughs> 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 like yeah, and uh, people think I'm bigger. Think I'm your size. I bet they do. <laughs> I will say, I fought at eight and a half stone, hundred and eighteen pounds. Wow, how tall are you? Five seven. Five seven. So people think you're like six foot four, and see you on TV. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a tall hundred and eighteen pounder. Even I'm I'm like six foot one now. Two hundred people people say I'm bigger. I'm thinking what what do you think? TV m- m- must make you like taller than enjoy it. You think I'm bigger? Oh, I thought you would have been bigger. Look look the bit. You thought you were bigger, big enough. Thought, thought, thought I was bigger. Look big fine. enough. <laughs> six foot seven or something. Uh, so we have got a couple of few questions uh, from from Twitter. I will put a tweet out. I know you retweeted it and that. Uh, and the first one was about what yeah. that guy said. Why did you stop on the stool when you thought? I'm, I'm stupid just for being loyal to people. That's my problem. Yeah, should have pulled out of the fight, but I, I didn't pay the consequences. Not taking off no against my opponent, you know what I mean? Just yeah. away from him. Biggest win of his life, but you know. Uh, so, so the next question, it's off. I know. So, so we've got people on the pads in the, in the gym Good. now. So, but that's in the background. <laughs> uh, so, from uh, this, this next question is from at GS nine four three three. The win, big fan. Who was the best person you boxed, and why was he the best person you boxed? The best. It's a hard, you know. It's amateur pro, is that? I think amateur or pro. I mean, well, amateur would be. I think Casimir. Casimir was a great boxer. You know, see, see, that's another thing. I'm a big fan of. I never even knew you boxed Casimir. Casimir. I never even yeah, knew you boxed. Funny, him. funny thing. <laughs> when Jewel defected, you know, when you, when you fight somebody that makes you may never see them again in your life. Yeah. He defected and he came to Vegas. Once we seen each other, we're like, ah, like we have that. Mutual respect for yeah. each other and, and like a friendship, um, and he became my good friend as well. But I think Joel was a great, great boxer technically, and the pros probably Morales. Morales. Morales is a great boxer, but 
that was getting punches. And he, he held that for 12 rounds. For 12 rounds, he'd move around, box, and hit you hard for 12 rounds. Could he punch harder than that, Oh, yeah. Really? People ask me that question. It's boring. I'm like, I bet you've been asked that a million times. Morales hit the hardest. Hamid was stronger. And they're like, no, you're wrong. Hamid was. People like said to me, I'm wrong. <laughs> really? I'm wrong. Well, I'm wrong. <laughs> I was the one on the other end of the punches. And for 12 rounds, Morales was. He just carried his punch the whole way through. The 12th round, he was hitting as hard as he was in the first round. Wow. But I was wrong because people say that. People was crazy. So we've got a, uh, a question off uh, at. No, at Sean underscore Ben, he says, uh, I know you're friends with Dana White. Why did you go towards UFC rather than boxing? I'm I a mean traitor, I'm a traitor. <laughs> I, 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 me and Dana, I met Dana 20 years ago. And um, in 2007, he asked me to come work for him. I was doing PR work and traveling the world with him. And I just, I watched, you know, I remember being my early fights in like 2002 and had like Chuck Liddell and Peter Ortiz and Dana sitting ringside at my fights. Wow. To support me. That was in 2002. The UFC had just really took off. And um, it just, Dana's my good friend, as I said. And um, I just love mixed martial arts. I, I always did. You know, I go back to the 90s. I go back to the Royce Gracie and stuff when it first started and there was no rules. And I, I love that. I just, well, I love it. I was, I was surprised. We had, we had a guy in the gym, Sam. Uh, Sam was coming. He was helping us out doing a few bits and pieces around the gym. And, and it just, Sam loves jujitsu. I think he was a, I think he's a he's a white belt, right. three or four stripe or, or whatever, and and he's always asking, let's roll, let's roll, let's roll, good kid, and he asked twice you, my size, he's twice your size, he's like twenty three, he's like, win, let's roll, <laughs> so you got in there with him and you rolled, and I was like, shit, I was so he, impressed. He, he had me in a choke and he thought he had redundant. I thought yeah, he had you in a choke. I, I thought I was really big. Tap, you popped your head up and then I think you reversed it and and you got him. So you've done a bit jujitsu as well. No, well, I you see yep, when you sport like that, when I worked for him, I started studying. The whole game and all the, with the all the things that we're doing, the defensive moves, the the kimuras, the you know arm bars, everything, and it's it's just it's an amazing sport because you can win a fight without even punching the guy. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. Since I started training Brendan Sharp, uh, I've done exactly the same. Like you, you said, you study more, you, study you see more. more, and you understand it more. Yeah. You understand because people when they're rolling on the ground, people are like they start booing. They don't understand what they're doing. Exactly, and and I was there. I was one of them people out there. I'm not watching that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two grown men cuddling on the floor. That's that's what I thought. That's what like ninety percent of boxing people think, until you know the art of it and the ins and outs. It's 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 absolutely amazing. And when I first watched it, people in the gyms wouldn't even hardly talk to me about it. They didn't they hate it, but I liked it. Really? But I'm like they're two different sports. Yeah, it's it's why is it so going to be one or the other? You're like almost called like a traitor and stuff. So I got this tweet off a guy called at a play at to be named or a player to be named. And he says, I just watched the, I can't even read that. Vidal fight. Vidal fight, Wayne. What did you think of the stoppage at the end? Uh, I, was, I was actually. Hashtag on, on him like a cheap suit. Well, no, on the, on the scorecards, on the official scorecards, I won every single round. The guy, he was the only guy actually that I, Went to really hurt bad, really, because he he ripped my poster up at the weigh-ins. Oh, so, sorry, so, I, I don't know who this guy Jenny is. Jenny he's a former, former champion. my first defense of the belt. He was a former champion. He actually retired and won the WBA belt as well. He actually retired when as a champion. But he, I I think the stoppage was early. But you know what? He was he, the referee told him to fight twice. He kept running and running and running and running and running. I hit him with like five or six clean shots. They stopped. I was I was pissed because I want to knock this guy clean out. Cause he get under my skin a little bit, and I just want to punish him, punish him. It's the only guy ever I wanted to really punish. And and afterwards, I remember him saying to me, 
I just stop. I said, well, you're running. I said, I want to survive. I said, the referee wanted to try to win the fight. He just kept running and running and running and running and running. It's like, it's almost like a brother around and she relented no match. Yeah. So he, he just kept running, running, running. <laughs> and no, I, I think the stoppage is a, maybe a bit early, but I hit him a couple of clean shots. Referee stepped in. He already warned him before he was going to stop it, and he stepped in. But Wayne, to be, to be honest, mate, if I was fighting you, I would run, 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 run. <laughs> Try and hit you with a jab. I could run, 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 So, Wayne, I know you've uh, you've got a daughter, like myself, your daughter. I think she's 16 now, Wayne Owner. 16, that's all the way very, very talented girl. I was, I've uh, followed her when I first, very first met you. I've, I've followed her on on YouTube and, and social media yeah. since then. Uh, can you talk a little bit about Winona and what she's what she's doing with herself now? Well, my one, she turned sixteen in March. There, and she's she got a recording contract last year, and she's getting ready to produce, produce her first single. Nice. Uh, it's a tough business, you know what I mean? Record business is like the boxing business. It's got to get it right, get it out there, and then. If you get one hit song, which is around the world, and then it, it starts your career off. But she works hard, you know. She every day she's singing. Yeah. She plays guitar and plays piano as well, and writes her own music. So she's smart like that as well. It's not just a singer. You think it, you think it's like one of them where you've got to be at the well, you haven't got to be, but in the right place at the right time, and the opportunity will come. Y yeah, cause as well as having talent. Well, obviously. two years ago when I was over there, I, I bumped into I was doing a, a PR thing with Louis Walsh. Oh yeah. And Louis, we knew each other, we never met each other, but I, I said to him, would you mind listening to my daughter, blah, blah, blah. I had singles for the radio station. He said, yeah. oh, yeah, no problem, Jimmy, no problem. I'm sure you, you get it all the time. I said, well, I'm not sure, thank you. I give it to him, and, and a few days later, uh, Nikki Byrne from Westlife called her up and said, would like wow. to go record in Belfast. And that was her, that was her, that was her farewell tour. Wow. She, she had four nights in a row at the Odyssey Arena, and like about 10,000 people were in the arena. She That's sang amazing. about 5,000 arena, but she did four nights in a row. She was first up, and um, she had to walk from the back of the stage right through to the curtain building and look out the arena. She'd never done that before. Oh, I bet that was nerve wracking. I was, I was more nervous than she was. <laughs> How old was she then? She was 14. Wow, 14. And she, she felt, and she said when she got out there, she was nervous, but then once she hit the curtain building, she was like, she felt like she belonged there. Wow. Like when you step yeah. in the ring, you feel like you're Exactly, home. yeah. Like, but she just loved it, and, and she got, you know, Everybody's comments were fantastic, and um, she's been working hard ever since. That's awesome. She's doing really good. Yeah, it was an opportunity. Westlife gave her the opportunity of a lifetime, and, and uh, you know, it was, uh, I want to thank Emmy. Yeah. Without Emmy, she wouldn't have been there. And Louis Walsh too. That's awesome. I thought when you said about Louis Walsh, I thought you were just going to see it. I gave him the feeling. Yeah, I never heard back from because you, you hear that all the time. You know, he's the type of guy that he actually within a week it was it was opening for Westlife. Wow. Wow. But you're like a. You're like an Irish hero, so I bet you Louis Walsh was over the moon to do anything for you. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, she's also working on a, a Christmas song, right? Yeah, well, the last, the last two years she's did like a remake of a, a song, did it herself. Yeah. And the radio stations in Ireland play, like three radio stations, they played it on the radio for the whole Christmas period. So oh, nice. Did one this year That's awesome. Put it out there. That's funny. So if anyone wants to uh, find out more about Wayne Owner, I know I've got a Twitter feed here, uh, they, can, they can follow her. At the Wymac. That's uh, a nickname, Wynonna McCulloch, Wymac. The Wymac. So, <laughs> were you gonna, if it was a boy, you were going to call him Wayne? Yep. As a girl, Wynonna. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne Jr. Was yeah. But she was like a little boy when she started. She was started yeah. the boxing gym and knew how to fight. And yeah. And even now she comes to the classes and she's good at the fight. She's busy, but. So, it's at the W-Y-M-A-C on Twitter and the official Wymac on Facebook. So, guys, if you're listening, go in there, check out Wayne McCulloch's 
young 16 year old daughter um, and see how talented she is she, she, she's oh. awesome she really is so we're on, on I've not told you about this part of the podcast yet I don't know what price I'm going through with you um, I've got I've got some words here right I'm going to is, it, is this a game? yeah it's a game it's, a, it's a game show we need, I still need it I still need a name for the game so if anyone can think of one please let me know it's a one word answer game so I'm going to say a word or maybe two words or a name and I want you to say the first thing that comes to mind. Anything? <laughs> Anything that comes to mind. <laughs> Are you ready? Try go ahead. Boxing. Burn. Life. Fantastic. Vermeer and Stavern. <laughs> that was a laugh. <laughs> uh, that's a tool. If, if you want to know about the story about him, heavyweight number three in the world. No, we've made up. We've made up now, so he's fine. Oh, you made up now. All right. All right. So he's fine with him. Anybody had a beef, we was going to beat him up. <laughs> uh, Ireland. Beautiful. Olympics. Unbelievable. Sunderland. Liverpool. Liverpool. They beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Maloney. Prince Nazim. Your father was right. Winning. Cheryl. Love my life. Legend. Hopefully me. <laughs> <laughs> More than one word, but uh, that yeah, that's it, mate. So, uh, well, Wayne, I, I want to ask you a question, right? What do you know about podcasts? Not much. <laughs> but I know people do them. I know Joe Rogan does one, and. And Brand does one as well, and then you do one. Yeah. So, but, but do you know what they are? I know what podcasts are, yeah. So you get the whole, whole around the whole world, everybody can get it. And yeah. Take on to it. So, because uh, because w- w- when I, I I knew I only found out about them through Brendan and and, and uh, uh, Brian that do yeah. the Fighting the Kid podcast, and it's uh, that, that, that I was like, who listens to podcasts? Because I'd never listened to one in before my life. Be surprised. And there's like. The, that fight when the kid pockets getting like three hundred thousand views and uh-huh. uh, downloads a month, three hundred thousand views. Yeah. So being someone's ears is really powerful. Uh, so the reason I wanted to do mine was because I used to write a column. Like That's I know you right. did a column as well. Yeah. I want to do a column in the. I used to do one on the Sunday Sun and yeah. I stopped that. So I just like getting me point across. And I thought I know all these fighters, being an Olympian like yourself, exactly. you, you you know so many fighters. So I wanted to start one. I thought it would be good to That's get. That's a good idea. Really good idea. To get the the word out. Uh, but yeah. So so. And and since then I've started listening to loads of podcasts. Uh, they've got them on, on everything, on business, on training, on, on this yeah, and that. And uh, I, I think I think you really got good ones, you got bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope this one's a, a good one. Good. So no, uh, so Brendan Chavez, the UFC fighter, I trained. He's good friends with, very best friends with uh, with Brian Callan, who's a who's an actor out of out of the, the he's known for, for acting out of the Hangover One and Two. He was Eddie, the, the old priest. school, old school as well. Uh, old, he's been old school. He's been, he's been in so, so many things that the list just goes on and on. Anyway, but he's a stand-up comedian. That's where he, that's where he, uh, that's what yeah. puts the food on his table. And he's, uh, and and he's one of Wayne's clients. Lots of fights. You give them to me. Yeah. So, so, uh, I was training, I was training Brian for a while, and, uh, and and he really wanted to learn the boxing, and I was like. I'd rather train. I would rather train an old woman who wants to get fit than train Brian who <laughs> wants to learn the boxing because he, he asks a hundred questions. Exactly. And I, exactly. I'm, uh, but, but I thought I'd set him up with Wayne, so I set him up with you, and now he absolutely loves it. Absolutely loves with it. the guy, big guys, and everything, and he's yeah. rocking. He loves it. 
he's getting better, but he's, he runs himself down too much. Yeah, I mean, he's still taekwondo, so he, he 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 knows the background a little bit. So so he's he's uh, one of your client one of your clients. Yeah. But you've but you've not you've got a few celebrity clients as well. Yeah, haven't when, you? when he when when Brian's here, he's here four or five days a week. So he's got um, he's got um, Tim Murphy. That's the that yeah, that's the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy, isn't he? Right, yeah. A, f- a fellow brilliant. Irishman. He's brilliant. He's a good guy from County Kerry. <laughs> good guy. He, he comes to me every week, and then I had the had that girl, the what McCulloch, what do you call her? Kimberly McCulloch. Kimberly McCulloch off, off the one of the soap soap stars. Yeah, things. one of the animal husband. No, not she, animal. She's determined. She's a, she's determined. When she comes, she's like crazy. Yeah, me. she's great. And, and I had uh, that guy from the like one of the young kid who just went away to shoot his movie. Oh, he was on the Hunger Games, right? Yeah. He's determined because he wanted to be the first day he came on to me spar with him. <laughs> and he's like 180 pounds of muscle and big guy. And he's what a sport. Did you spar him? I sparred him, yeah. Oh, cheers, Had him a left hook to the body. It was a nice shot. <laughs> so Wayne's got, a, Wayne's got a handful of celebrity clients now. And if anyone ever wants to get in, in touch with Wayne, or uh, how can they get in touch with you? On Twitter or Facebook. What's your Twitter feed? Like, yeah. At Wayne McCullough. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's just the world's a smaller place. Podcasts, podcasts, everything. Yeah, it's a contact switch. Tony on here. Contact us, yeah, and uh, I think that's about it for now, Wayne. Uh, yeah, it's good to be here. It's great to have you on. Thanks for coming on. And if you want to get in touch with the podcast, uh, hashtag Boxing Life, and and hopefully. Uh hey, it's me, the American guy again. Thank you for listening to the Boxing Life podcast. Subscribe and please use hashtag Boxing Life on Twitter. Instagram, and Facebook with any questions.